My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. Get in the hole! And welcome to our dot 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 in the hole PGA Championship Edition. I'm Dominic DeLeo alongside Joe Delera, Terry Takes, producer Corey, the Oddscast Podcast. Today, for this week's edition of In the Hole, we're doing a little something different. We're just going to give all of our golf listeners a taste of what we discuss on our everyday podcast with our, our every week podcast with the NBA and MLB NHL. Just discuss the returns to team sports, how we are receiving those returns, what we like in terms of gambling and betting on those games and kind of any trends that we are seeing in those sports. Joe, how are you? First off, doing well. And nice at the New York Daily News contributor now? Apparently, uh, my articles have made their way to the New York Daily News. So, kind of cool. Back page? Uh, I, think, I think it's page six. Is that the cool page? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, now you write for like a conservative rag. So, you know, <laughs> next, next, stop, next stop, Fox News. Hey, maybe president. Who knows? <laughs> so... I wanted to touch on each of the sports, but I figured it'd be fun to figure out which sport we're going to talk about first by ranking which sport you liked um, or you're you're liking the most coming back to it. So we have the NBA, MLB, NHL. Uh, Terry, we'll start with you. Give me your top three in order. And okay. Don't go. Don't go too much into each sport and why you hate each sport or why you love each sport. Um, okay. And returns, but just give the me your rules. top three general overview of how the sport is played. Um, <laughs> number one would be the NBA. Okay. It's, it's fun. Rocket, Rockets blast off, baby. Uh, number two would be MLB. Um, a season that doesn't matter unless the Braves win, then it does matter. Um, and then I didn't even know hockey was back. So it could be three, it could be 10. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Joe, let's go with you. Uh, NBA, MLB, and then hockey. I have not watched a hockey game yet. Um, I can, I've bet on hockey games, but I have not watched any. Uh, so there's that. Um, baseball is handling it very weird, and like I feel like they're handling it kind of poorly. So I think that that's kind of contributing to why I'm enjoying it a little bit less. Uh, well, the issue, the issue, Joe, is that um, COVID is not did not read the unwritten rule handbook. That's <laughs> it. That actually made, that actually makes the most sense. So, um, you know, it's like the, COVID doesn't understand the neighborhood rule. So, you know, it, it's fine. And I, the NBA, I think, is handling this great. It has a very cool vibe. It's a cool um, experience. And the, there's some new camera angles, too, uh, considering that there's no fans. So it's a, little bit, uh, it's a little bit different. And I think they're handling the situation the best way that they can. I'm going to rank the NHL first. Thank I'm, you. Yeah, I thank you. There's only one sport right now that has actual elimination games going on, like playoff scenarios, and that's people NHL. are fucking fighting. Yeah, no, and it's I watched uh, multiple times I, a game. I watched the Maple Leafs Blue Jackets game today. We're recording this Tuesday night. 
and then we're going to put it out tomorrow morning, Wednesday. Yeah, get but on it, Corey. Within the first two minutes of the game, like a guy got body checked like it was the actual Stanley Cup playoffs and had to go in the locker room with concussion. And it's like the game, the sport has not changed at all. I mean, obviously, the fans and the atmosphere was a big deal of what made playoff hockey so fun, but the players and the product hasn't changed at all. I think the NBA, I would put second just because they, they haven't been like baseball and having guys get COVID and half of team, like teams having to cancel games, and they've generally gotten through things unscathed to this point. But the NBA, you see teams resting – starters you see teams changing the way they are performing in games like the nets today who beat the uh the bucks like they sprinkled that money line you know (laughs) they sat they sat their starters and i if i was a milwaukee minus 18 and a half better which you're an idiot which which i'm not because that's just an absurd spread but that's that's, you would be you would be pretty first round of the ncaa tournament that's a three, <laughs> yeah. three versus 14 spread. Michigan yeah. State versus uh, Norfolk State. Bowling Green. Yeah. But you, you would be pretty pissed off, and it's hard to gauge if you don't have reports beforehand how teams are going to act. But they, they mean, are doing a better yeah. job. And baseball, I would say third, just because it seems like we've had at least two. Because, because the Mets stink. No, <laughs> if, if they if they came out on a hot start, I probably would be. I wouldn't rank them ahead of any of these other sports, but it would have made the season a little bit more enjoyable. You can't say that. <laughs> but it's just like they have at least two times to like since baseball started. There's been genuine concern in the Twitter sphere that the, the season was going to be canceled, that they were going to pull the plug, and that they should pull the plug. Yeah, I I don't know where you guys come down on that but i just think that they're handling or they have handled this the worst and if teams are going to be playing seven inning game double headers like how can you possibly say that these standings at the end of the season represent who the best teams are after two months like it's it's not going to be it's not going to be tough let's let's start with the nba first hold on i had a question yes do you think it's all about vibes? In terms of what? You're ranking. Baby, man. He's, you think so. You're getting playoff vibes from the NHL. You're getting a really cool summer camp vibe from the NBA. And then the MLB is just by bliss. Yeah, it probably is. It's probably all about, all about the vibes. It probably doesn't help that baseball is the most boring sport of the three. Yeah, that's probably that's also a on vibe. top there. That's, that's a, a vibe to have. That's a vibe. <laughs> Boring vibes. Man, um, I love baseball. Yeah, I'm no, currently, these, Corey, give us your give us your top three. I'm, you already know it's hockey, basketball, baseball. Okay, so uh, we have we have the same vibes. Yeah, for sure, because that's what I'm feeling. Yeah, I'm a vibe catcher, and, and this is what I'm feeling. Uh, Two thirds of the way through a my first puck line parlay of the year that's looking successful, and I'm um, I'm sweating. I'm I'm shaking a little. I can't wait. I'm, this, I'm so happy it's back. Um, nothing in MLB is going to give you this, uh, just depression. Um, in the NBA, you can get there, but it's going to take a couple more weeks. This feels like important. Yeah. I think that if basketball, I would put basketball one, if they were having these series actually going on right now, if they didn't try to get the Pelicans in hockey, essentially if they, if the they skipped that part, <laughs> yeah. just had the playoffs, it would probably feel like that. Basketball essentially did it the reverse of hockey in that the lower teams are playing in to get into the playoffs 
wherein as in hockey, the lower teams are already in the playoffs. Like they're, they're already, no matter where they were in the standings, like the bracket will, bracket will be reseeded after. And the teams at the top are playing round robin games to see where they're going to be seated one through four. But it's essentially just a reverse of those two sports. Okay. NBA got two first place votes among our group and two second place votes. So we'll talk about that first. Joe, you're a resident NBA guy. What do you see in terms of handicapping? Like you did an NBA preview pod last week. Yeah. And now that you've had the chance to see some games, has your opinion, outlook, factors that you look at before games, has that changed at all? Uh, a little bit. I think there was some. There was a lot of variance, at least at the beginning. I think they've kind of figured it out now um, in terms of the over-unders. Like there was one day where every game was over. The next day, every game was under. The next day, every game was over. So I think the bookmakers have kind of figured it out a little bit. Um, I do think that you're seeing – you're going to start seeing some teams now, like as we saw with the Bucks do today, um, and I wrote about uh, they're going to start resting their guys because this is essentially meaningless basketball for them. Mm-hmm. So I think that you're going to see that, and it's going to be interesting in terms of player prop markets, um, and it's also going to be interesting in terms of over-unders and spreads. Mm-hmm. So some of these teams, you know, if they get out to a big lead – they might start resting their starters because it's really in a way it's like, it's just about getting into a rhythm for these teams that are making the playoffs that are like absolute locks. Like I don't think the Clippers really care where they're seated. The Lakers don't really care where they're seated, but they're already the number one seed anyway. And same with the Bucks. but some of the other teams have a little bit more of incentive to play and get into a better seating matchup to maybe avoid a team like the Bucks, the Clippers or the Lakers in the playoffs. But I think it's, I think it's exciting. I think it's interesting. Um, and uh, it's nice to see basketball back again. Terry, you have picked up on the Rock Houston Rockets bandwagon. Last I, off, I, baby. I forget if you were on that bandwagon last year with pre-season, me. Preseason pick by me. I don't remember. I have a short memory, like a good gambler. <laughs> Why have you taken a liking to the Houston Rockets? Is it their style of play? Is it their political stances uh give me your take on the houston rockets and why our listeners should hop on this bandwagon with you in a weird 2020 year full of storylines some that are unbelievable to the naked eye there is a storyline with the houston rockets first of all we have small ball love small ball russ harden spread it out and you know you saw against the Bucks, it's hard. It's hard to stop. What is you're just going to be attacking Giannis down low? Um, but Daryl Morey criticizes the Chinese government by tweeting, um, "What do you tweet? Free Hong Kong, or I stand with Hong Kong, whatever." Yeah. Um, all hell breaks loose. LeBron talks shit about Daryl, uh, and now we're in a COVID season uh, that. The president of the United States calls the Chinese virus, which is stupid, but um, it would only be fitting for the Houston Rockets to win the NBA championship in this season. I I would agree. It would be poetic in just poetic. that. Ironic. It would be poetic in just that the what about – Hong Kong, the whataboutism yes. on in right wing politics, like when 
you would get angry people who are like, I'm not watching basketball because they're not standing for the anthem, which I thought we had already lost them in 2016 um, in terms of just any sport or any outspoken athletes. But there has been a, I've seen it from like sitting U.S. senators, like Ted Cruz has tweeted at Mark Cuban, like, what about the Chinese, like the Chinese struggle or the Hong Kong protests? Like, where were you when those Hong Kong protests went on? And it's become like this, what about Chicago? What about abortion? Like thing that these people just go straight into when they want to talk about you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and how the NBA is really rallying around social justice movements. And it would just be poetic when it's like, okay, but the team that did speak out against it won the NBA championship. Yeah, it would also make the NBA look stupid. I think it would help to know what their position is on the national debt. Yeah, it would make Adam Silver kind of look dumb, which is, you know, always fun to have a commissioner look kind of stupid. So I, I like the Rockets. I just think there's a lot of talent in the West specifically. It would be <laughs> it's tough. A weird year though. Weird year. No, yeah, the you're main right. thing, the big thing with the big thing with the Rockets is just the way that their offense is run. So it just has to do with the fact that like they can just make less shots. They don't have to be as good because exactly. they're shooting all high like high return like shots. Because they basically just hammer corner threes and they spread the floor in a way where they can operate and what Russell Westbrook since they got rid of Clint Capella in that trade Russell Westbrook's numbers have gone through the roof because the paint opens up and you can do a lot more pick and roll with like Covington and everything's on the outside which opens up the driving lanes for him so the teams that like are going to present problems to them are guys that have stretch bigs that can you know adequately cover all positions which is like namely either the Lakers can do it and then also the Clippers can do it. So that's really what you're looking at in the West, I think. Otherwise, I think the Rockets just destroy most other teams because they can't shoot with them. I will say, though, even though if you look at the box score at the end of the game, the Rockets are giving up like 130 points a game. It's so winning. funny. Yeah. But if you watch those games, they made a lot of key defensive plays at the end of the yeah. game. So, yeah, I like mean, Covington not that they're a excellent. good defensive team. Yeah, but like Covington made some clutch plays and got some clutch rebounds. So I think that's yeah. important. Plus, and then going to the irony point, two players that are, I guess, me players that people complain about, Harden and Russell Westbrook, that haven't <laughs> won a championship for them to then yeah. win a championship in this strange year would be pretty fitting. Let's yeah. – uh, before before we switch gears to the NHL – Let's just touch on this eight-seed race in the West. Today, news came out that the Memphis Grizzlies lost Jaron Jackson Jr. Is that correct? Yes. I think Joe just froze on us. No, he's sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Can you please take a picture of this? (laughs) We're going to post this because this is a memeable. A memeable. Oh, I will be sure to uh, edit Barry's face. <laughs> All right, what just happened? <laughs> he woke up. <laughs> you literally, your face just looked like you went to sleep. So they had to clip that. The, uh, the, I got the, bored because I knew Dom was going to talk about the Blazers. <laughs> I, was, I was actually going to talk about Jared Jackson and the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, that hurts. And, that, that sucks. 
And <laughs> well, yeah, when he asked, it's like Jared Jackson got hurt, and I was just waiting for Joe to jump in, and no one said anything. So I was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but we have so Portland and Houston are playing tonight. Uh, Portland is two games back from the Grizzlies for that eight seed. And the way that I understand it is that if these teams are within four games or each other, to nine, yeah. nine seeds, then they have to do a play in tournament, but the eight seed has to only win once the nine seed only has to win twice. Yeah. The, the, the issue here is the, the Grizzlies just by nature of the lead that they had, it's still hard for a team to overtake them for the eight seed. Mm-hmm. But the problem is now, like they might be able to hold the eight seed, but I don't even know if they could win. I don't know if they could win one out of two against some of these teams because the the Blazers are really the team that kind of scare you the most right now. The way the seating and the standings have kind of landed out, um, because the Pelicans dropping that game to the Jazz at the start because they just refused to play Zion was just kind of like inexcusable. Um, but the Blazers are fully healthy now. And, you know, you have Dame Lillard, who is I, – I, he should be, like, in a conversation with, as, like, top five, top ten guy in the NBA. Um, so, I think this presents a interesting situation, but the Spurs are also playing well. So, the Kings and the Suns are pretty much out of it. Um, and I think this is really going to come down to the Grizzlies, the Blazers, and the Spurs, the way it's shaking out. I'm going to bet the Blazers literally every game they play. Yeah, so we'll see how I, that works out. Yeah, their their schedules their schedules pretty tough. Um, but you know, it's possible. It's not. It's not. It's not crazy. Yeah, I mean, but if you're looking at a team that has everything to play for versus teams that might be not caring about seeding, like they play yeah. Denver, they play the Clippers, they the play prop, the Sixers, who yeah. could be resting, and Dallas. So, all the, all those teams have locked up. Yeah, the problem is I think I think that they're it's kind of weird because the way the West is structured, like you really don't want to play, you don't want to be the seven seed because you're mm-hmm. probably playing the Clippers in the first round, and then you also don't really want to be the four or five because that means you're probably playing the Lakers in the second round. So it's kind of it, it's a little tough. I think that they're just these teams are all just trying to win, and then there's so much shuffling that can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the main thing is avoiding the seven seed because then you realistically have to play the Clippers, and then you also are going to have to play the Lakers at some point in time. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, like you said, there's too much shuffling to go on to us yeah. to really project it at this point, but I just wanted to touch on the NBA. Let's move to the NHL. I think we're going to have to bring producer Corey in here a little bit to discuss the NHL since both of you, uh, Joe and Terry, have said that you haven't watched any hockey games thus far. I bet on the Islanders today. They won. <laughs> I've actually had the best success betting NHL games, and – I don't know whether it's because it's easier to project because every team has something to play for right now, but my favorite thing of all time in these, in these hockey tournaments uh, in the Stanley cup playoffs is to find a series that has two even teams and then hammer, especially now with no home court advantage, home ice advantage, just hammer the team that lost in game one and game two. <laughs> like, it happened with Nashville and Arizona, who I think are the same exact team. Or if a team like, <laughs> or a team like Edmonton, or, and it's, or teams like Edmonton and the Maple Leafs uh, and, and Toronto, who both lost their first opening games and are heavy favorites to win the series, hammer them in game two. Like, I got the 
Maple Leafs at minus 150 and the Oilers at minus 150. And there was really no doubt in my mind. Like I would, I thought the odds were going to be closer to minus 200. So yeah. Producer Corey, we're actually going to have, I think we're going to have an ESPN contributor um, employee of ESPN actually on our podcast. Once the playoffs actually set. Barry Melrose. Past these, it might be Barry Melrose. We don't wow. know. Love that guy. Still in, still in uh, talks. I was actually listening to a little Dicky song the other day, and there's a lyric in there about Barry Melrose, and it's one of the most disrespectful lyrics I've ever heard. And it's, Why? "You rappers are like Barry Melrose. We don't dislike you. We just don't really care." That's fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> I care about you, Barry. If you're listening. It's like one of the most egregious and mean rap lyrics since Kendrick Lamar just called Marcus Camby washed up. <laughs> yeah. In, in one of his songs. But Bruce Corey, give me what you like so far about the NHL. Are there any teams that you have centered around? I know you have Bruins futures. I have Dallas yeah. Stars futures. I, did too. I found a $5 future I put on them on uh, points bet. Didn't know that I happened. A, I have a Blackhawks future. How is that doing right now? You know, uh, it could they're, happen. They're, yeah, they're one and one. Uh, it could we'll take happen it. with the Oilers. We'll my, my, my brother, Matt DeLeo, who came on here to preview the NHL when the season was announced, has been clamoring for me to bet the Calgary Flames to win the Stanley Cup championship. And I'm just going to – the Flames-Jets series is one of those series where – I so the Flames are winning their game right now against the Jets to go up 2-1. I'm hammering the Jets in game four, and then I'll hammer the Flames in game five. That's probably how it's going to work out. But, Corey, any teams that you're liking a little bit more in this playing round? Uh, and, okay, so I have an issue with bias, as you know. Um, or is all about, all about vibes and bias yeah and violence throw it in there and the Hurricanes Rangers series has becoming more violent by the night and it's getting scrappy right now live um, the Hurricanes look way stronger than I thought they would at all at any point during the season global warming I think that's the problem the warmer oceans are creating stronger hurricanes and I think that's pushing them to the next level I can see them going much further in the playoffs than I originally thought. I don't know if I'd take them to win the cup, uh, the COVID cup, but I'm seriously considering hammering the shit out of them for the next series. I mean, they're going to beat the Rangers. It's a fact. It might, it might not be tonight, but the, how, there's how, no way the Rangers can stop them. Well, this was, this how, was wait, the, hold on. How stupid do you think that guy that carries the cup with the bull haircut is going to feel when everyone's going to be wearing white gloves to touch it because of COVID? He definitely lost He'll his lose swag. His sparkle. Yeah. Sparkle is going to be put out by COVID. Feel bad for that guy. Like, imagine um, Steve Harvey without a mustache. Impossible. Exactly. I can't. Like, are they going to be able to drink out of it? Or like, um, whatever maybe if they put, like, a plastic liner it? in it per person, you know, yeah. and they get an orderly line, drink out of it, take the bag out, put a new one in. I don't know. <laughs> Um, Carolina Hurricanes are also a team that uh, Bobby Graber loved. We had Bobby Graber and Matt DeLeo on, and Bobby Graber loved the Hurricanes. So I was a naysayer at the time, but I think I see what he saw. Yeah, I think there's a couple interesting teams here in the playing round. I think the winner of the Flames-Jets series, and I do think it's going to be the Flames. I think that they have a lot of offensive talent, 
And I think it's going to be a more offensively geared playoffs. I really do. Like we were talking earlier in that NHL preview series that it was going to be interesting to see whether offense or defense was more important and more, you know, more in tune to winning. But I think offense, these, a lot of these offensive teams are, are coming ahead strong. So, yeah. And I think a lot of the goalies are pretty much even matched at this point. Uh, the only ones that suck are the ones that are going to get bounced in the first round. Lundqvist. Yeah. Um, He's so bad. Well, that's what I, I think that the Rangers might actually be tanking because Lundqvist is He's so bad. The third best goalie on their team. It makes no and, sense. And they've, they've played him and they have a chance of getting the number one seed, like a number one draft pick. So if you, don't remember the NHL lottery. The number, the number one team fun. is a team to be announced because it's a, it's going to be a team that lost in here. Oh yeah, yeah, that was so, so stupid. Yeah, so they probably are tanking. They just want that number one pick. These aren't. So, yeah, I think I think the goal scoring is going to be. I didn't even think. I didn't even think here. of that. Because everyone's got a, a good goalie at this point. The only ones who have shitty goalies are going to be gone soon. You need to have depth on offense because mm. the games are high paced. I, they're getting, I don't know. Everyone was cooped up for too long. They're fucking violent. Um, and I love it. Yeah. I think that um, it, it has the best products. And if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't given the NHL a chance, like whoo. the games, the games are good. They're fun to bet. The money lines are always pretty much like there's, there's value in the money lines. Like a lot of these NBA games. Parlays. <laughs> yeah. But the money lines, the like NBA heroin. games are a little tough. It's like heroin. Because a lot you of these goalie like, at the end, oh, it's such a rush. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You need it. I, I wouldn't go and and recommend the puck line parlays. But fuck that. I do <laughs> do it. It's so fun. But a lot it, of these money, a lot of these money lines are within like. I mean, like if you so. need like your fix and like you haven't like you haven't gotten like a rush in a bit, a puck line parlay is what do it. Best thing ever. Heroin. We'll, we'll talk about hockey a little bit more when the brackets reset, but uh, I've been betting him a lot and I've actually been pretty successful. I'm not going to, I'm going to jinx myself on this podcast, but I have been posting those picks beforehand. Fade away. And uh, yeah, you can choose. MLB, the sport we all ranked last. Not me. Oh, yeah. No. Or no I don't is think it because you're being a homer and the Yankees are crushing? Is that why? No, I, I just, I like baseball a lot. So, uh, and it's been – and I hit that – like on the first, FanDuel was doing that promo for the free – risk-free $100 day, and I hit a plus 770 parlay. So you're so, – So I feel, I feel good about – I feel good about the MLB right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so we'll talk MLB pretty quick before we move out of the PGA Championship. I just wanted to ask Joe how he feels about the Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago White Sox. Uh, White, Sox, White Sox are actually not doing too, too. Yeah, bad, the Reds. Uh, the Reds started off a little cold, but they're doing. Uh, they're doing better. They're five and five. I think they, they. I don't know if they. I think they were winning today. I have to see. Um, so I think it's okay. And there's no. There's only one team. I think there's only one team with above five hundred in the NL Central. So I'm not super worried about it yet. Some surprising teams. Uh, Colorado Rockies are seven and two heading into that tonight's game. Uh, yeah. Gi- Giants are five and six. Had a little bit of a moment there. Everything else has kind of been chalk. I mean, the Orioles are five and three. The Orioles, but yeah. yeah. Go Rays. Rays are four and six. Uh, Angels are three and seven. Tell me Cor- what the Yankees are. 
<laughs> Yankees are eight and one, Joe. <laughs> it's great. It's beautiful. And the Cardinals uh, had to are two and three, but they had their season uh, postponed for a little bit. Let's, yeah, the league. I, I don't really think there's anything to talk about with the MLB right now other than whether or not they can play. I said last week on the podcast that I was confident that they would finish the season. I think I'm still there unless – I think if two teams get it, have an outbreak like the Marlins did, I think the season will be plugged, uh, pulled. I think what will be interesting to see is, like, if if it's, like, a bottom-tier team. Like, let's say it's, like the, let's, let's say it's the Marlins again or something like that. Like, if it's a little bit later on and they're probably not really in a position to make the playoffs, if, base, if Major League Baseball is just like, you're done, we're going to move forward with everybody else. I mean, they should just relegate <laughs> them to the Cuban League. Well, there was some conver- – I did see an interesting article about – doing like relegation for the NBA like as an actual thing to make the regular season more interesting. They should. Relegation's awesome. Yeah, like I think it kind of is cool. The Knicks would maybe never get out of it, but it, you know, that's such is life. The Knicks think, would be playing be... the fourth tier against beer league <laughs> against like bartenders on their off day. <laughs> I think it would be cool like as an economic I haven't seen anybody do a piece on this, but maybe like the economic benefit of, you know, relegation. Yeah, yeah, for expanding, like, to have 40 yeah, more teams. teams instead of 30. And yeah. I think it might work in terms of reinvigorating some of these industrial downtrodden economies, especially in, like, the Midwest. And I think it would be cool. I, I haven't yeah, seen you can put some. you can get some teams in places that aren't, like, that want a team now, yeah. you know, or that a yeah. team was there. So We can actually have the Flint Tropics. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I think we should – if, if no one has done that, I think maybe we should do a study, commission a study or, or write the piece and have the odds cast talk about economic reinvigoration of some of these cities through relegation and expanding the MLB. And, Fixing your water problem with and, a new basketball yeah. team. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody, anybody that's listening to this, don't take this idea. Yeah, yeah. patent, patent. Ver- verbal yeah, trademark, we, we, patent, copyright. We, we trademarked it. We're good. We're lawyers. Yeah. We know. <laughs> <laughs> now we could we could bring a team to like Newark, New Jersey, or something. We'll have the yeah. Newark Bears, or we'll just we'll buy the Somerset Patriots and have them uh, be a Triple A team. Uh, that'd be sick. All right, let's move on to the PGA Championship. But first, a quick break. And we're back. It is time for dot 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 in the hole. The PGA Championship Edition, our first major tournament here we are covering at the oh. SKS Podcast. Put it in. Stuff my hole with the PGA Championship. Oh. All, yes. All my orifices. So, Terry Takes, usually the PGA Championship, at least how I think of it, is a tournament that it's usually the last major in the season. It's not usually anymore. Not, it's usually not as tough as the U.S. Open doesn't have the prestige of the Masters, doesn't have the quirkiness of the British Open. And it's kind of like a, a kind of anyone can win at tournament. And I don't know if that changes with this being the first tournament of the uh, first major tournament of the 2020 season. How do you think that factors in in your handicapping the PGA Championship? Um, well, the, P, the PGA Tour did change to be or last season to be the second uh, major of the year so it kind of it doesn't have that after afterthought um feeling as it once did as you described um but i think it's 
I think it matters. You can see it by the depth of the field and some of the odds you see for some guys that were maybe, you know, 30 to one this or last week or two weeks ago, or, you know, 60, 80 to one mm-hmm. you know, bubble Watson's a hundred to one. Like you see some recognizable names lower down on the leader or on the, on the board. So uh, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's an afterthought. I think it's, this is, it's not as big as the masters obviously, but you know, taking the role of the masters being the first, first major of the year, these guys going to be geared up and I'm geared up. I'm, I'm geared up. Damn. Yeah. I think we, and looking at the past winners of the PGA, we have a few emerging stars that got their first major win in Justin Thomas in 2017, Jason day in 2015. We have a few random guys like Keegan Bradley, Jason Duffner, Jimmy Walker, and then we have guys who had already won major championships and were pushing themselves into stardom. So we had Rory McIlroy in 2012, 2014, and Brooks Kepka in 2018 and 2019, both after winning a major already. Are you Tiger Woods? Uh, this is in 20. This is the last 10 years I'm talking. Oh, uh, okay. So, what is the scouting report on this course? This is going to be at TPC Harding Park in San Francisco. It is. Par 70, very long course, uh, and we are, I've, I've been seeing scouting reports that the PGA Championship is going to be playing a lot longer and harder than, and that's dot, dot, dot in the hole for you, than any mm-hmm. PGA Championship before it. What is your scouting report on this course? What attributes do you think matter? And just give me your sense of this golf course. Uh, so yeah, TPC Harding Park. Um, it is, it's going to be playing pretty long, uh, especially we have wind in the forecast, mostly every afternoon, upwards of 15 miles an hour. Um, the PGA, uh, of America president, I think, he came out last week and said he's not trying to make it like us open conditions. He's not, you know, he's not trying to keep guys to a certain score. He wants them to enjoy their experience at, you know, Harding park. So I think we'll, I think we could get the double digits winning score, but, um, I was watching last year's PGA at, um, uh, the black horse. Um, I can't think of the name of it on long Island. Oh boy. That's embarrassing. It is. Uh, um, and just they had uh, like twenty mile an hour winds, and you saw Brooks, who had a you know multiple shot lead going in the final round, go from double digits all the way down to six uh, six hundred to win BDJ by a stroke. So uh, I think we'll see something similar to that where wind comes into play. Um, if you're looking at first round leaders on Thursday, the AM round definitely has the advantage in terms of weather. Um, so I. I don't think it's going to play as hard as a U.S. Open, um, but you might not see the typical, you know, 20 under that you've seen uh, the past few weeks during this COVID restart. Beth Page Black. Wow, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so it's playing long. I You had sent me your little data golf, like, try, like hexagon layout thing yeah hexagon that's and pentagon 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 the fence r.i.p 
the um <laughs> the and and driving distance was a bigger factor than anything else are you yes. looking at bombers here this is also i'm looking at the course layout here only two par fives on this on this course and Correct. one of them 600 one of them 607 yards yes driving distance is that the number one thing you're looking at uh yeah i think driving distance is important uh i i'm interested to see who's good playing in the wind um and then who's in who's in form so but yeah, I think driving distance is is you know one of the one of the more important stats this week. But it's not so long that you know you won't see some randos, some shorter players, some older players compete. Um, as we saw, like last year, we saw a lot of young players up in the top twenty guys that haven't gotten a first major win yet. Like um, Abraham Answer was T sixteen. Uh, Xander was T sixteen. You had Jazz Jinnawad. Jin- it was top twelve, um, so I think I think it'll be a good mix of of bombers and then uh, good ball striking to to get it done. Especially if if it's if there's wind involved on you know on Sunday in the afternoon, you're gonna want someone who who can you know control control their ball flight and you know put it on the green. Yeah, I think that I would look at. Strokes gained T to green, strokes gained off the T. I think that if you're looking at advanced metrics in a course that has a lot of distance that is said to be important and you need guys that perform well off the T, I think that those are the two metrics you would be looking at in terms of building lineups or in terms of picking winners. I kind of lean more towards the emerging talents winning their first major in a tournament like this. So I'll be looking at guys like Victor Hovland who have been playing well, uh, Xander Shoffley, who usually shows up in majors. Um, and then you got, you know, this is going to be the first star studded field we've seen since the Memorial, but John Rahm, Bryson DeChambeau, Rory McIlroy, all of these guys are top 10 in T to green and are all big hitters and are all playing extremely well. Uh, you know, Bryson had that mishap in the last tournament he played in, but uh, this is a mishap. A torna- you, you mean a 10? Like a 10 <laughs> at the memorial? Or do you mean last week where he called an official because he thought he was going to die from fire ants trying to get a drop? <laughs> Both. He stinks. I told you, I never, I never really liked him. And now I heard he's not even doing interviews this, this, uh, in this major just because he wants to protect the brand, but he's such a baby. <laughs> he's Moore. an only child like that. Like no offense. I don't know. I mean, none of you are only children. So I don't know why I said no offense. I don't really yeah. care if I have listeners cause I don't really care. Um, but he definitely has off only, brand. Only, only child syndrome. Like he mm-hmm. acts like he's the only person in the entire world. And he, in his stupid caddy, like running interference on got like on the cameraman around the course, like Jesus Christ. Like you just would do you, like do you wish you played in like with that stupid fucking hat? Do you do you wish you played in 1920 where people didn't watch you at all and it's got news clippings of oh wow Bryson DeChambeau come see the world's longest drive man Bryson DeChambeau he won a tournament last week. Terry, let's go. Let's give me some winners here. Sorry, you asked me a question while I was drinking my beer. Uh, so, nice, you're drinking. Yeah, no big deal. Of um, legal age, it's a cry for help. Anyway. Um, Winners. So guys, I've already bet. I hit 
Abraham answer a few weeks ago, 100 to 1. Uh, he's down to 66 to 1. There's still a little value there. He tees off in the afternoon. So if you are going to bet on Thursday, so if you are going to bet him, I may suggest waiting um, because he's probably not going to go low on Thursday in that wind. Get him, get him Friday morning when he has the preferable weather conditions going into the weekend. Uh, I like Jason Day, 50 to 1. Um, this course is very comparable to Tory Pines. Jason Day, a PGA winner, as Dominic mentioned. He's also a two-time winner at the Farmers Insurance Open held at Tory Pines. Um, so that's another guy I like. I did – I'm a Tommy Fleetwood stan. I'm going with the wind. I'm going with – he hasn't particularly performed well um, in PGAs generally, you know, he, it's not up to snuff, you know, for competition for him, such as a U.S. open or, or the masters. Um, but, uh, I think in the conditions he hits it a lot farther than people give him credit for, um, as a, as a five, five eleven wiry guy. Um, so I like him at 50 to one. Um, if we're looking top tier, I do really like Xander. Uh, 18 to one, 18 to one is tough, man. Yeah, I know it's, there's a little value there, but not much. And he tees off in the morning on Thursday. So it's, I was hoping he would tee off in the afternoon and you could hit him on Friday, but I, I would, I would wait and see a uh, play player, maybe look, look for some matchups on him. Um, and then Hideki Matsuyama, I was on him last week. He played, he, he finished t uh, T20. Um, historically he's in the top 10 of strokes gained in PGA championships. I mean, it's put in a different course every year. So whatever you take of that, um, but he's, he's been playing well. Um, he had incredible ball striking, uh, last week and he's good off the tee struggled putting as he usually does in around the green. Uh, and of course that's going to reward, you know, longer drivers and, in longer approach shots, I, I think Hideki's Hideki's one of the guys you wanna you wanna look for, and he's is considerable value. Seeing he was thirty three to one last week, he's forty to one right now on some sites. So um, he's one of the guys that you know I was talking about earlier that whose odds you know in or increase decrease however you want to look at it, but they mm-hmm. move back you know where you're getting some more value on him this week than you would um, or have been on any other week during this COVID restart. Yeah, I like I said before, I like Xander. I just think at eighteen to one, it's tough. I like you know who I really like in terms of just this advanced metrics Rory. is Sergio Garcia. Ooh, Sergio. Ooh, I was say yeah, Rory's more on brand for you. Sergio, uh, Rory's game is a little bit uh, in flux right now. Um, I, I'm probably not going to, and especially at a tournament that he doesn't need to complete the career gla- uh, Grand Slam. I would look more at the masters for him. Um, <laughs> Sun, Sunday joke job. I can't wait for it in November. <laughs> I, uh, but, but in terms of, you know, I like Sergio top 10 in strokes gained off the tee strap top 10 in strokes gained um, T to green fits really well at this course um, European. So wind, I, I would imagine he likes it. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, I laugh at that, but I honestly think. But you have, you have thought that I, you have I, said I, the same thing to me. When there's wind, I just think Europeans. 
<laughs> Even though I don't know anything about Spain. Yeah, yeah. Like Spain could be like the most like, you know. I'll ask my quiet. sister. She's been there for a couple months at a time. Hold on. No, yeah. it's, it's Get the scouting report windy. on Spanish. Wind. I'm, wor- I'm asking right now. Is Spain windy? It's a hard, hard, hard-hitting analysis. Please advise. Um, but I like the guys who are emerging stars here. So I really do like Victor Hovland, who is at 45 to one on FanDuel. I think he's around the same on DraftKings. Probably find, I would imagine, close to 50 to one at some other books. But he has been playing extremely well since the comeback of uh, in this COVID off season um, and the shortened season. I like Colin Morikawa a lot because this is like his time maybe to win a major championship after winning a tournament earlier in the year. Hey, and I will say he's, he's a Cal guy and he's played Harding Park, you know, close to 20 times. Yeah. So I, I think if you're looking at emerging guys winning their first major championship, Tommy Fleetwood could also be part of that. I would probably lay off a Tony fee now and have him win an actual tournament first before he wins a major, but you don't think the Puerto Rico open in alternate field like Barracuda <laughs> is not a tournament win? Uh, no, I don't. Hmm. Sorry. Where is, uh, where is Sergio from? Spain. Spain. Yeah, I know. Where in Spain do we know? <laughs> I'll do a dive. Um, know, dude. All right. Well, listen, this is the hard hitting analysis who, that we need. Who cares? We do. The listeners care. I just told you I didn't really like Sergio to win, but I like well, his game for this course. Listen, we're finding out. Go Carry on. <laughs> Let's go. First, before we get into our best bets. The Castilian. Let's go to this promo that we have in terms of Tiger Woods making the cut plus 100 DraftKings. Yes, sir. Are we on that this weekend? Tiger Woods make the cut. Uh, promo on DraftKings uh, bumps the odds uh, up to even money. Maximum bet $50. We had played this game at the Memorial, Tiger's first tournament back, where he finished three over after the first two rounds, and we sweat for the next five hours waiting to see if he would make the cut. He, in fact, did make the cut. Thank you. Thanks to Bryson DeChambeau's 10 on 15. That was awesome. That was a course that Tiger loved. The Memorial never missed a cut there. We are now at TPC Harding Park, where Tiger is the only person to win a stroke play event there in 2005 at the American Express Open. Won the President's Cup there with Team America, World Police, and um, I I don't know if he played in the last match play event. I can't remember which Rory won. But I he's had some time off. It makes me a little concerned that he wasn't at the top of his game on Actually, I take that back. At Memorial, he really had one bad day on Friday where his back really kind of gave gave out on him. I think he's taking the proper rest. It's a tournament. You got the Tiger boost. I, I'm in on this. I'm in on it. I can't. I. I can't. I can't do any other way. Yeah, I think it's just the value is there, and it's a fun bet to root for. So right, I'm gonna lock it in right now. 
Thank let's, you. Let's go to best bets. I I also actually see PGA PGA is uh, or FanDuel is doing the. I was going to say the birdie thing. The birdie bonus. Are they? Yeah. yeah. Love that. So, let's uh, let's pick a golfer for the birdie bonus and then give our best bet and our winner. Okay. So. Um, For the bone, uh, excuse me, the birdie bonus. I guess I mean in terms of value, you, you probably since I didn't have a reason to take Xander, I couldn't justify taking him at his mm. current odds. I shall take him for the birdie bonus at 18, 18 to one. Do you want to go? You go. Yeah, you, keep, go. No, uh, you go. You go. You go. Uh, update. Go. It's not. It's not windy. What? To answer. <laughs> we got the answer all right um i i do (laughs) in terms in terms of the party it's also it's all not that it's never windy it's just that it's not generally windy like you would never call it the windy city Mm -hmm. so there it is. <laughs> you can just just put in the just put in the old school debate meme there. Everyone's dumber for having having listened to you. May have God have mercy on your soul. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Pop you asked you asked for this. In terms of the birdie bonus, I actually will probably take John Rom. At fourteen to one, I think that it's not you know, windy in Spain, though. <laughs> <laughs> See, it was important. <laughs> I think if, in terms of guys at the top of this leaderboard um, and and top of the odds, Kepka, Thomas, Rom, McElroy. I know Thomas just won uh, last week, and but you know you got Roy, Bryson, Xander. I think that Rom, if we're and I talked about earlier about emerging stars winning their first major championships, like the number one golfer in the world, most likely going to win the major championship in his career. This seems to be like a decent course and a decent fit for him, irrespective of his growing up in a country that doesn't have any wins. Um, I think that he's very good off the tee. He ranks high in all of those metrics, top 10, and he's the number one player in the world. And if you are the number one player in the world, after not you, you win you win a tournament to become the number one player in the world play in the St. Jude Invitational kind of have a an off tournament but still kind of finish middle of the pack I think people are kind of overlooking that Wait, you, you missed and then and then lose your number one position in the world yes but I think that he in terms of first major winners i think that this fits him very well so i'm gonna go with that and i think rom will have a good chance of retaking that number one ranking in the world but i'll I'll, i hope he gets a lot of birdies along the way so i'm going with rom joe are you gonna take anyone uh i just put in the tiger woods bonus and i'm gonna realistically uh follow one of you um i think that i might go with I, I might go with Xander just because I'm afraid of the weather report. 
Um, since we have that hard-hitting wind analysis, I have to stick with it. Um, so I will take the guy um, that you said. <laughs> Thank you, Pert Happily. <laughs> All right. Best bets, Terry. Uh, my best bets, uh, I, I, like, I like Jason Day to win this tournament. In terms of value, I, I would say Hideki. Um, so those are those are two there. And then top twenty, I'm taking my guy, Matthias Schwab, seven to one. Um, he's from Austria. I believe that is what the flag is. Um, and if you look at the PJ last year, you had a few international guys starting in their first PJ Championship finished in the top 20. You had Eric Van Ruin from South Africa, and you had Matt Wallace, you T3'd. Um, so you have Schwab, who's 24 years old. He's been in California. He just played in uh, Barracuda Open, who I had to win, and I was sweating late into the night. Um, he ended up coming in second. So he's been playing pretty good golf. Um, it's 7-1. to I think there's a lot of value. Um, and I would just like to point out that we haven't talked about yet. We're going to get some PM golf, some late night golf oh, baby. on the West coast. So something to enjoy. I, in terms of best bets, I haven't really centered on them. I, like I said, I do like a certain type of guy here. I would look at Morikawa top 20. I would look at Sergio Garcia top 20. I would look at some of these mystic cut bets on FanDuel and DraftKings if you can get a guy over 200 plus 200 that you'd like to fade like it would not surprise me at all if Roy McIlroy misses the cut this weekend and he's at plus 410 to miss the cut so I I four plus 410 Roy McIlroy plus 360 Bryson DeChambeau maybe he blows up again after all the scrutiny I think maybe guys like Finau plus 220 like even if they're long hitters on this course, like this course is going to play tough and the wind might take it. Even though the PGA championship is the easiest major to make the cut in. I do think that there might be some value on some of these guys. (laughs) And uh, I would look at some of those top 20 bets, but I'm not, I haven't researched enough to give out bets like Terry is. So I'll follow, follow Terry on his best bets. And then we'll go with your winner. I think, wait, I think the masters is the easiest. We've talked about this. Yes. Sure it's it's, you got confused. First, first major. First major. Yeah. First major. Yeah. That, that's, what, that's what it was. Let's go with winner. My winner, I will take uh, Xander Schauffele. I'll go John Rahm. And Joe oh. will take the wind. The wind is going <laughs> to win this week. I'm, I'm taking the course. This course, you know, it's going to be a problem. All right. Any lasting thoughts on the PGA Championship before we end the podcast? Yeah. Is it going to be on TV? It's on ESPN Plus. <laughs> like, honestly, though, like, it's a legitimate question. I feel like half the time we watch golf and, like, you're not watching golf. You're watching the app, and I'm just seeing, like, lines go all over the place. You just got to buy PGA Tour Live, but it's on ESPN Plus this week. So tune in. Plus, you get a late start to the day, 10 a.m., having it be on the West Coast. That's um, nice. So enjoy. I love enjoy that. it. Enjoy that we have sports that we don't deserve as a country. In the hole started to teach Joe why you guys pick what you pick. <laughs> you sent him on a wild goose chase to learn about the weather in Spain. 
that's where we got today. I love this. I love this podcast. I've never, Me I've too. never researched the weather in someone's home country. That so I'm honestly, we've made people smarter and more holistic in their betting approach. True. No, Somehow we haven't. <laughs> All right, the Oddscast podcast in the hole. God bless. <laughs> See, See you next week. See you next week. She wanna fuck with me, but I don't got the time. Just hopped off a private plane and went and hopped on 85. Go cut my show for bitch, cause I don't like to try. It's suburban back to back, and we gon' fill them up with vibes. Fill them with vibes. Get in and ride. And no, a nigga not blind. But I keep the stick and I'm fine. I met a nigga in life. Just fucking with me, say he did and he lied. Got so many vibes stuffed in the car. We can fuck them hoes six at a time. I made them hoes say that nigga so fine. He got the dick, you can feel it, it's fine. You know what they say about baby You know that them bitches don't play about baby Baby should go run for president Look what God did, took a time with me Got a red and white hoe like a peppermint Put the hotel, take the vibes in She gon' fuck me and fuck with my brethren My brother know Having three hoes in the king side I ain't finished yet, need another bitch Got a ride and dick and screaming hee haw You made me proud girl, you a cow girl Did a handstand, I'm like wow girl Got me fucking her upside down Ooh, yeah, we going dumb, say she wanna come I'm looking like when, she looking like now Some more came in, say they wanted two I tell them my brother, bitch, I'm out, I know She wanna fuck with me, but I don't got the time Just hopped off a private plane and went and hopped on 85 Go cut my show for bitch, cause I don't like to drive Me and Suburban's back to back and we gon' fill them Let's up with vibes go. She wanna fuck on me, but I don't got the time Just hopped off a private plane and went and hopped on 85 Cut my show for bitch, cause I don't like to drive. Yeah, suburban back to back, and we gon' fill them up with vibes. Yeah. Let's get on the jet, yeah. Come give me some neck, yeah. yeah. She ain't picking up, huh? and her niggas just call. Yeah. She gon' send them a text. I don't need no doc, bitch. You know I'm a dog. Yeah. Better send me the bed. Never made you a million. I tell them, riddle me that. Ain't defending me yet. My bitch Ricardi, I'm in this bitch feeling like sex. Caught the middle of my neck. Over two on the crib, 400,000 a whip. Dicking down your little bitch. I'm about to go buy me a coupe. Pull up, make the doors raise the roof. Yeah. Louis V on me for tea. Yes, sir. I buy with a pole like a tree. Get enough. Baby Ray Allen from three. Swiss. You leave me open, I shoot. Bow, bow. We like Martin and Pam at the hotel. Uh. We kicking hoes, I get the boot. Mm. Do your catching bodies, they bout it. Yeah. We having new vibes in the lobby. Vibes. That's wherever we go, ain't no problem. Hi. I just told the bitch, no, she was child. Like, she wanna fuck with me, but I don't got the time. Just hopped off a private plane and went and hopped on 85. Uh. Go cut my show for bitch, cause I don't like to try. Yeah, suburbs back to back, and we gon' fill them up with vibes. You know everybody been waiting on that baby, man. Like this shit for like, you know, the sophisticated ratchet hoe, you know. The ones that go to work by day then, you know, dance in the mirror by night. Ha! I needed some shit with okay, some bottles. I flew past the whip with that blunt and my mouth watched the swerving that whip had a cop in it. Woo!